How do children's authors build strong book businesses and grow their impact? By hanging out with Lori here on The Writer's Way. Hello, writers. Welcome back once again to The Writer's Way podcast. I'm so happy to be back talking at you and to have you back, presumably listening. Today, we are talking overall strategy, overall marketing strategy. More specifically, we're talking about your platform and the purpose of your platform. So the very large 30,000 foot view of a really good solid marketing system that will take traffic that comes across you, people who come across you, who stumble into your world accidentally, it will engage them so they pay attention, convert them, and then move them slowly or quickly or both into buyers. Okay, so that's what we want. We want to engage the traffic, convert them, and eventually, anyway, turn them into buyers. So you need three things. You need one social media channel, and please, especially if you're brand new, please really hear me on this, one social media channel. If you are doing this full-time, if this is your full-time job, then maybe I can allow you to try your hand at two of them. Usually what happens is you think, I could do two really easily, Lori, because Instagram automatically posts for Facebook, so it's no problem. I'll just do two. But they are, even though they're created by the same people and owned by the same people, they are two different platforms and they need different strategies to grow on each platform. So you can't just share and change nothing and expect to grow on both. So that's what I'm talking about when I say you just need one social channel so that you can master it and then you can really learn the second one and understand how you need to tweak. Maybe it's not very, very different, but it's different enough that if you just do that auto post to Facebook, it's not gonna work. Okay, sorry, that was a tangent. Okay, so you need one social channel, back on track here, Lori. One social channel, you need an email list, and trust me, please hear me, you need this. This is a necessity if you want to grow and be successful in your book business. And then you need a checkout page, which is a website, usually, some way for people to pay. So if you really can't get that website up there, then a landing page or like a PayPal invoice or something like that would be some way that people could pay. But we'll talk about that more next week in logistics or maybe actually in the last week of the month where we talk about ninja tricks, I'll talk about if you have no money, if you have zero money and you can't afford to get someone to pay pay somebody to do the website and it's not going to be good if you do it yourself, we'll talk about some ways around that, okay? So when you're starting out, and even if you're not starting off out brand new, but you don't feel like you've really got a handle on your marketing yet, this is your platform. This is your author platform, a website not all, just one social media channel, uh, unless you're doing it full time and then I'll let you have two if you're starting off. Obviously, if you're a seasoned pro, don't listen to that particular piece of advice. Uh, website, one social media channel and an email list, three things, okay? Write that down. Website, social media channel, email list. Those are the three things you need. If you're brand new and you don't have any of these things or maybe you just have your personal Instagram or your personal Facebook where you've just been sharing pictures of your kids and stuff, you're going to need to spend some time setting these three things up because everything has to be in place before you start sending traffic through the system. Okay. You don't want to start saying on social, buy my book and have people want to buy your book and then you don't know how to sell it to them. So these need to be set up and a great way, a great place to start is just with your social media channel because it's super easy. You probably already have one. (laughs) 
You already have one? Great. If it's a personal, move it to a creative or to a business um, account. If you're on Facebook and you have your personal you know, profile, you need a business page if you're choosing Facebook. So set up your business page. And if you're on Instagram, change your account from personal to creator or business. And if you're on TikTok, I don't know enough about TikTok. I don't even know if there's uh, personal versus business on TikTok, but I do plan to learn in the coming months. So maybe I'll come back and update you. Pinterest, yes, there is a business, so you should have a business account because it's a great way to get insights on keywords and things like that you can use on Pinterest. And Twitter, I don't think that there is a personal versus business on Twitter, but again, that's not my forte. Okay, so you've got your three things. You started with a social media channel because it's pretty quick and easy, and then you get a nice win under your belt. You get to feel successful, right? Now we're going to move on to your email service provider because, again, this is a pretty quick setup just to get yourself an account. This can be overwhelming, and, of course, everybody has a favorite, and their favorite is usually what they're on or what's free and cheap. So here's just a very quick overview of the services. I'll tell you the one that I use at the end, and actually there's a discount running this month, a promo running this month, but let's start with free would be MailerLite, MailChimp, Wix, Squarespace. I believe you have to pay for the email services, and honestly, I'm not sure about Wix if you have to pay for that. But MailChimp has been the one that, it was like the first one. It's been around for a really long time. And they had a really nice free option for many years. They still have a free option, but it isn't as nice. They've changed it. So you end up paying more quickly and more in general. But what happened with MailChimp is because it was such a great free plan for so long, scammers realized that. And they uh, sent a lot of scammy messages that got really reported as spam a lot, like a lot. And so it really affects the deliverability. If you're using MailChimp and you're on one of these pooled shared domains, and sometimes with these ESPs, your email doesn't even land in anywhere, like in my inbox. Not my inbox, not my spam, not my promo, nowhere. Like it doesn't even get to me. And so often we think getting people to open and read is enough of a problem, even deliverability, even getting that message to somebody's somewhere on their inboxes, right, is it can be tricky. And so that's why I usually recommend that you don't do MailChimp because that's a, a commonly known problem that they have. Now, if you're already on MailChimp, don't switch, okay? That's not what I'm trying to say. If you're already there, if it's working for you. If you've already got everything set up, it's, it's a big hairy deal to switch. But if you don't have anything, I usually say start off with the best because it has room to grow with you. And switching these providers is really a pain in the butt, to be honest. And it takes some like email savvy because you don't just download your CSV, upload the names and emails into the new email service provider and press start pressing send. I mean, you can, but again, the deliverability is really going to suffer and your list won't be the same. It won't have the same response patterns or behaviors. So, um, sorry, that was another tangent there. Basically saying, if you have to choose between MailerLite and MailChimp, I would choose MailerLite has a free to 1,000 subscribers program. Very easy to set up and use and not the history of issues that MailChimp has. Now, if you have one of these email or these uh, websites that have built-in email services like Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, if you already have that, what I want you to do is look at the pricing and make sure that sending emails is included or if it's free. My guess is that it's not free 
and in fact might be more expensive than Mailer Lite or other options. So make sure that you know what you're getting into before you just start blindly, blindly sending emails because if you do grow your list, you want to know how many people and what they cost and you want to know how many emails you can send a month and that's great information to know beforehand because trust me, it's really frustrating when you've already been sending and you thought you were all set up and then you realize, no, I have to pay an extra $30 a month. It's really frustrating. It's a lot of money. It's too much money. Okay, there's also ConvertKit, which is a nice platform as well. I used it shortly for a short amount of time. I don't really use it anymore. I switched to ActiveCampaign last year when I learned about email marketing a lot more in depth. And ActiveCampaign, I'll be honest with you, it's a little bit clunky. It's not as beautiful as MailerLite or MailChimp or Squarespace even, but it's robust. It has some really amazing features that you probably won't use the first year that you're using it. But as you grow, if you plan to do this for quite a few years to come, it will serve you really well. If you are new and you'd really like to start off just doing things correctly, get in touch with me because I do offer a setup service for email campaigns. And I, it's just a matter of putting in some automation, setting up some lists, setting up some tags for you. And I can even do the welcome email series for you. So that whole setup of your email uh, campaign I can do for you, Cam your email service for provider I can do for you. And there's a neat little trick too with um, unsubscribes so that people can't report you as spam. So that's fun if you use Active Campaign. Now the cheapest program, cheapest plan on Active Campaign is $9 a month. And if you're listening to this as I put it out, September 2021, they actually have a 50% off deal this month. So you can start for half price any of their plans. I'll put that link in the description and in the emails if you've signed up to get these emails that go along with these shows because it's a really great deal. As far as I know, it lasts, your 50% off lasts, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay, so you've set up your social channel, you've set up your email service provider, ESP, and now you need to tackle your website. So admittedly, this is the hardest <laughs> to make happen. And usually what people go for is template sites that are very pretty. And that's great because we all want to look pretty. But in my opinion, uh, a well-converting site is better than pretty. A functional site that people can navigate really easy is more important than you being able to set it up in a day. So all of those things come into play when you're, you're looking at your website and trying to set it up properly to start with. So my recommendation is Squarespace or WordPress. And I always tell people nohasslewebsite.com. It's $99. It's a template site, so it's very easy to set up, but very pretty as well, very functional, and like the best customer service on the planet. Whereas some of these like Wix and Weebly, when I've been coaching people one-on-one, -on -one, we've had to reach out to the uh, support. And it's just not obvious First of all, what's included with the price? Do you think you're getting a free site, but you actually can't do anything that you want to do on the free site? And two, it's hard to get that help. And so that's why I tell people nohasslewebsite.com. So I'll put that, that link in the email with an explanation for that as well. If you are in my Facebook group, Marketing for Children's Authors, 
There was a few Feedback Fridays that a lot of people were asking for help feedback on their websites. And so I really went in detail over quite a few websites. And if you want to join that group, you can put your website into for my feedback for you on Fridays. And I'll just go over it and give you some ideas of what to change and why. And I'll tell you right now, I don't really tiptoe around much. I call it like I see it and tell you why. So... For me, it's always like a well-converting website is better than pretty and a functional website for the user (laughs) is more important than it being super simple for you, the creator, to set up, okay? So go in the Facebook and have a look at some of those walkthroughs in the email. I'll put some links. This email is going to be filled with links, everybody, but anyway, that's okay. Okay, so where are we at? We are, we're, now you have an idea of the three things you need for your platform. You need social, one social, you need an email list, and you need a website. So that's your foundation. So once your foundation is set up, that means your website can take orders, people can buy from you there. And if you're like, whoa, 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 that's why I publish on Amazon, that's why I do POD, that's why I do online through Amazon so that I don't have to handle all of these mail outs or anything like that. You still don't have to handle it. So I'll go into this with logistics next week, but you need the ability to take payment because if you want to take control of your book marketing, you can't just direct people to Amazon. You don't know who's there. You have no way to retarget them or recapture them or speak to them again in any way. You don't know how they got there necessarily. You want a website where you can look at your analytics And you can control the messaging, you can control the branding, you can control any uh, promos or sales, things like that. You can add more products and that's it. At the end of the day, you get control if you're using your website. So that's why you need a way to take payment on your website. Usually that is PayPal and Stripe. And I say both because it's like Amazon. You know how people have these, uh, I hate Amazon, I'll never shop there, I will never support them. Some people feel like that about PayPal. Most people really love the convenience of PayPal and how it remembers and it's a one-click buy from your phone when you're sitting on the couch late at night. You don't want to get up to get your credit card. So people have done studies and they see 40-50% increase in sales just by including the ability uh, for people to pay with PayPal. So definitely worth thinking about at very least, if not um, including. So that covers your platform. Let me know somewhere if you have any questions, send me an email at lauriewriter.com. Now let's talk about your purpose. So the purpose as you set this platform up. First off, what is the really strong message that you want people to get when they see your posts, when they read your emails, or when they land on your website? Is it that kids should love to read and that you offer books kids love? generic, but it's a place to start anyway. Maybe your message is that science is fun or poetry is relaxing or that kids have big feelings they need help with. It will really help you with all of your marketing to nail this message so that you keep it in mind. You could write it on a sticky or make it your your screen background or something like that that is always reminding you what your message is. Now, when you think about your your posts and your emails and your website, it's always better if people can recognize a post or a piece that you've done quickly. Because think of scrolling behavior, scroll, even on your email scroll. 
you you want a way so that they can immediately identify that it's you and they can make that decision whether or not they want to stop and see what you have to say or move on. And because we are so visual, that's what we identify with first is that image that we see. And if it's not catchy, if it's not, if it doesn't pull you out of that lull of just mindlessly scrolling, then people aren't going to stop and pay attention to what you write. So that's something else that you need to think about when you're thinking about your purpose. You need people to stop and pay attention. And so your messaging and your visual branding, they both have to serve that purpose. Some people really identify as just a creative, and I do too, but I've learned to temper that down in this regard. So some people feel like I don't want to be limited to fonts. I don't want to be limited by color palette. I don't want to be limited because if something new comes along and it's trendy and it's fun, I want to do it. And if there's a new color that speaks to me this season, I want to use it, all that kind of stuff. But consistent, cohesive posts will almost always do better, unless maybe it's your brand to be all over the place, but I'm not sure I've ever seen something like that work. If you're cohesive and consistent with your branding, visual and messaging, people will recognize it and they will know they're your people or they will move on. And it's just a way to gather your people to you really easily. It's just one more method so they don't keep moving on uh, and ignoring you, basically. So when you've decided what your message is, that should be in your bio. It should come across in your header, your um, profile picture, like depending on where you are, you want that message, that one message, like kids should love to read, science is fun, poetry is relaxing, whatever it is, you want that message to come through at a glance, at a blink. And it should also come through in 80 to 90% of your posts and what you write. You should always bring it back to that message and your purpose. And some people say, I have a small niche, and so I'm not going to be successful because there's not very many people. But there's a saying that's been around forever, the riches are in the niches. I guess maybe you say it niche. I don't know. I always say niche. But it's okay to be small because all you really need is like 100 true fans. 100 true true fans will comment back to your posts, will share your posts, will reply to your emails, will buy all the stuff that you put out. And 100 true true fans is like enough to make a good, strong, sustainable business, believe it or not. It's hard to find those 100 fans perhaps, but it's okay if you have a small niche or niche because it can actually benefit you. Now, let's think about your call to action. When you are creating this platform, you've created the platform, those three things you need, you've decided or defined your message, your brand message, you've thought about your visuals so that they're cohesive. Now, your call to action, you should have a call to action in most of your posts, and I think that you should narrow it down to one or two calls to action. So if you want people to buy your book, obviously, it can be buy my book or at least check it out or check out the free book or do whatever, but something about your book or your books. And secondly, I think, because I'm a big fan of email, it should be join your list. Now, there can be a couple other ones, you know, scattered about, but for the most success, the highest success rate would be alternating between two calls to action, which is check out my book here or join my list here. Check out my book here, join my list here. 
here's why you should join my list, here's what you missed, here's what's coming up, here's something that's cool and dropping on Saturday, you should join, or have a look at the book here. The book is free this week here, check it out here. If you concentrate on those two CTAs only, and maybe a smattering of share this post with your friends for engagement, or tag somebody, or drop a GIF, or drop an emoji, or something like that. Those are great for engagement, so a smattering of those, but 80%, I would say, should be one or two CTAs that you repeat always, and that's how you're going to see success, because you'll see people, more people buying your book, and you'll see more people joining your list, and that's, that's what's going to grow your book business, okay? When you're developing your social media channel, these are the things that you really want to consider. And most of us don't. And my hands up too, because I was like that in the beginning. I had no background knowledge in this. I was a kindergarten teacher, so I didn't know how you show up online. I didn't know how you convert people from social to an email list to a buyer. I didn't know anything about messaging or what the purpose of my platform would be. But these are the things to consider so that it's really clear first to you what your purpose is, And if you are able to get that across, then secondly, it's clear to anybody else who sees you online. And some people will love that message and want everything that you have to say or offer. And some people will be like, nope, that's not for me. And that's okay. Because part of marketing is attracting your perfect people and repelling your not perfect people. Your book, your world, your take on the world, it's not gonna be for everyone but you really want it to be clear to the people that it is for. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so we've talked about your platform. There's three things that you need. We've talked about your purpose and you're gonna get that across with your visual branding and your brand messaging. And next week, we're gonna talk a little bit more about logistics. So a little bit more nitty gritty, down in the weeds type stuff. And then next month, we'll actually dive more into how you sell on social. And so that'll be a really great month, but we need this stuff out of the way, set up, figured out before we get to the actual selling on social. I hope you've enjoyed this show today. The sign up to get the emails if you want are in the description here. Remember this month will be free and then following this month, it'll be $5 a month for one email a week with show notes and important links and some fun stuff that I'll throw in there for you as well. That really sells it, doesn't it? I'm just gonna throw some stuff in there for you. (laughs) Okay, my friends, have a great rest of your week and I will talk at you next time.